Blog Talk Radio. Life's problems that may break or tear a horse apart. Excuse me. When we tear our horse apart, excuse me, we rephrase that. This is the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a horse apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. Excuse me, that devil's a lie. Once again, that's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blog.com. TalkRadio.com slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can ask your 
questions, send your comments, or leave your prayer request. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If If you're in the Dallas area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I thank y'all for bearing with me today. Of all times, <clears throat> had a little tick in my throat. I mean, right when we got on the air. <clears throat> So, but you know what? We already claim victory right now. Matter of fact, uh, today I I spoke the message on today, and the funny thing was, as I was speaking, my mic system went crazy. I ended up putting it down and using the church mic, and the man was recording that was uh, recording the message. He told me immediately when I grabbed the mic from the church. That's when the recording went haywire. So it seemed like whenever you want to make sure that you're fulfilling the purpose and plan God has for you, of course, expect the devil to try to retaliate. But we already know victory is already ours. So even pertaining to this scratch, whatever, whatever issue, situation that was going on in my throat, Number one, it's not going to stop the message. It's not going to stop the podcast for today. God's word will prevail. <clears throat> so, with that being said, this is a very interesting podcast for today. And it actually stemmed from a situation from last week. With less than two minutes left in last Sunday's football game of the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams, there was a no-call penalty. In other words, for those who didn't watch it, the New Orleans Saints had the football, and a pass was passed to one of the receivers, and before he was able to get the ball, the Saints player ended up hitting him way before the ball ever came around him. And many people was expecting a flag to be thrown. It was a very, very close game. I think at that time it might have been tight. Yes, it was. It was tight. It was tight. I believe it was 20 to 20. But it was tight. <clears throat> And so, because of that no-call penalty against the Rams, and that became the most controversial injustice in sports history to some people, the no-call prevented the New Orleans Saints from scoring, and ultimately it cost them the game to go to the Super Bowl. Ashley, if they had a call that play, they probably would have went right in within the 10-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> but get this. 
after the game, after the New Orleans Saints lost, because they went into overtime, and then the Rams end up scoring a field goal during the during the overtime. But get this, after the game and everything, the officials admitted that they made a mistake. They should have called. Matter of fact, I saw the replay, and I saw one official was trying to call, but one that was closer to the incident said, no, 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 no. But eventually, they admitted it was a mistake. But even though that mistake happened, did they reverse the decision? The answer is no. Matter of fact, from my understanding, someone even sued. So, just like that football game, there are many no calls that can happen in life. In other words, the New Orleans Saints were a victim. The New Orleans Saints were a victim of injustice. And a lot of times it seemed like, man, justice was not on our side. Justice was not served. In other words, innocent people receive injustice. So what do you do when you've been wronged, but you're the one who get penalized? So on today's show, we're going to talk about dealing with the no calls in our lives, life's disappointment, and much episode called when innocent people get punished. Or when innocent people receive injustice. What I'm going to do, I'm going to break it up into two parts. The first thing we got to look at, just looking at the example of that football game. From my understanding, it was a close, close game. I actually just saw the last four minutes. For those that know, I'm not really a sports person other than wrestling. But that particular game, I saw the last four minutes, and it so happened, it caught my attention. And so my brother cut on the TV, and it, and I looked at it. And for some reason, I was drawn to watch it. And now I understand why. Because when we saw the last two minutes, to me, it really showed there is a lot of parallel between that last two minutes and our life. Now, I'm not talking about those who always doing crazy stuff, always doing bad stuff. No. But there are good people that seem like bad things happen in their life. It seemed like as good of a person that a person may be or the good that they may be doing is seem like when do something, they don't get caught. When the good people do something, they get caught or something happened. You know, 
it made me think, and that's the first thing we were going to talk about. Let's look at the first situation or the first thing that I pertained to that game. <clears throat> what do we do if we don't get the calls that we are expecting in our life people do us wrong or we in a situation where it seems like man where's the justice the first thing just even looking at the principle of that game one of the things that we can learn from that game is we have to make sure that we don't allow ourselves in a situation that we having to be dependent upon one particular play in other words, at that time, it was a tie. But what do we do? Just like going back to the drawing board, uh, if you want to say, looking at play or the play of the games on the next day, we look at where we messed up at. We look at where we could have fine-tuned that, And we learn from the mistakes that we made so that way, if there's any injustice that's so happened, or if there is a no call in the game of life, it will not put us in a bind. It will not put us in a defeat. You know, what we do is, let's say the next time they have to play the Rams, talking about the New Orleans Saints. They just say if the situation came up again with the same players and even the same referees were in place. One of the things that the New Orleans Saints have to make sure to fight even harder because they know that they're dealing with who may not call the way that they're supposed to. They may overlook some things. So we have to make sure if we are the quote-unquote New Orleans Saints, we fight even harder. Okay. The other thing we need to do is make sure that we open ourselves to make sure, make sure, make sure that when it comes down to any type of no cause in our life, not only it does not put us in the defeat, but also, it does not put us in a position where we end up seeking revenge. <clears throat> See, a lot of times when there is injustice, a lot of times the devil would try to utilize that as an opportunity for us to take matters into our own hands. A lot of times when there is an injustice, sometimes it makes us step outside of our character or it gives us the opportunity to step outside of our character. And, you know, even when I was thinking about the injustice, <clears throat> excuse me, what I thought about <laughs> for those who may have grown up with me, seven as kid, I grew up with some parents where we had a lot of siblings. And a lot of time, if a sibling did something, if a brother or sister did something, and they would not fess up, but the other siblings would not fess up either, what did the parents do? Parents with all the kids, because if they did not know who was the guilty party, 
and the other siblings was not going to tell, then we would call that you're guilty by association. In other words, since nobody's going to tell who did it, I'm going to whoop all of you all and, the, and at least the one that did do it. So that made us the next time, even if we didn't tell on the person that did it, what we did was make sure we dealt with the ones that did do it and tell them the next time you need to speak up. Because if I get a whooping, then once the whooping with me, they're going to get you. <laughs> but also they gave us, the innocent party, the responsibility to make sure, hey, look here, if they're going to tell them themselves, we're going to tell on them. <clears throat> so that is also letting us know when it boils down to when we are, if you want to say, the innocent party, but then also must be in the innocent part. What happened if we're the ones that are blamed and we didn't do it? Now, let's evaluate because a lot of times, just like those that know I'm in law enforcement, when we look in the jailhouse, it's a lot of innocent people that's in jail. Now, I'm not saying everybody that's innocent is in this particular category, but I will say this. <clears throat> Let's just say there is somebody in jail that are innocent, but they were around those who did do it. So what does that teach those that are innocent? That means you have to make sure that you examine, because a lot of times we may not be guilty of doing something but we may be guilty of association. Guilty of association makes us just adjust them. Mike, okay. That makes us become aware of who we deal with. Because a lot of times, what we got to understand, even if you didn't do it, but if you're around people that did do it or you hang around people that did do did do something something that's unlike your character what happened it put you in the group where people can label you or sometimes you may even miss your own blessings because you may end up being associated with people that is not good character that are not morally or ethnically so we have to make sure that we examine people that we associate with, and that's not only pertaining to friends, but also even family. One of the things I mentioned earlier today was just because we see someone that may be family or even biological family or even church family or spiritual family, we let our guards down. But we have to understand that there are people who may not be of the same, if you want to believe, and we don't talk about faith pertaining to salvation, but uh, we are also talking about of the same belief pertaining to morality. So you have to understand when they're born to it, we have to be very mindful of the people that we associate with and also the people who we allow access or who 
we allow for them to have access to us. One of the things I have to be mindful of because of my job, this is not my job, but this is my career in law enforcement. I just can't hang around just anybody. I have to be mindful of the people that I associate with. And not just hand it to my job, but also even as a parent. But also, I'm going to throw this in there. Not just as a job, my career, not just me as a parent, but also even me as a minister. Now, what do I mean? That doesn't mean that, well, you know, I can't minister to uh, this particular person, that particular person. No, 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 no. I have to be mindful because the Bible tells us do not let your good be evil spoken of. See, think about this. How would it look? And let's be real. How would it look if a minister is, or I'll just say somebody that's going over someone's house of the opposite sex at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning? I know we easily say, well, you know, people are going to think what they think anyway. No, 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 no. We have to be responsible. And I think if we become more responsible for our image and we be more responsible for, like I said, even what may appear, what may appear to be something that ain't right, we got to be mindful. You know, now it's be, it'll be one thing if there's an emergency. Like I have female relatives and I have a sister. And if I, if I know I'm going to be going over there, let's just say there's an emergency, then that's one thing, you know. But just all of a sudden, just out the blue, you know, and it's not an emergency, you have to think about your actions before you do anything. That's one of the things that we have to do. We got to be mindful of our actions because, to be honest with you, people are always looking at us. And we are supposed to be, as believers, as Christians, we're supposed to be a light to the dying world. But how can you be a light to the dying world if we are behaving or carrying ourselves in a way that does not represent, just don't represent Christ, but don't represent our beliefs, our Things, not just our faith, but just like if I'm telling somebody, don't do drugs, don't do drugs, and then all of a sudden I'm going to the dope house. Even if I'm not buying drugs, but it's the mere image. And so I think we have to be mindful of what we are displaying. What type of reputation are you allowing yourself to go into? So we have to be mindful of that. The other thing, looking at, I would mention earlier, make sure just like in the football game, we don't put ourselves in a situation that we end up having to depend upon one game, oh, excuse me, one play to make a difference. In other words, we got to look at preventative methods. What are the preventative methods? Like I said, there may be people that may be guilty by association. So what do you do? You just make sure with people like that. If you know somebody that's always acting crazy or someone, they hate the police, and every time you hear from them, they always, well, I just cussed out this police and all this and all that, then all of a sudden you have to 
they ask you, you can take them somewhere. Do you want that person in the car with you if by chance you get stopped by the police? Because <laughs> chances are, a lot of times, if you do get stopped by the police, then what happens? Their conduct may get both of y'all in trouble. So like I said, you got to look at preventative methods. In other words, you got to look at yourself in different scenarios before sometimes situations occur. That's the way we have to look at ourselves. What would happen if? What would happen if? Those are the things we need to ask ourselves, and that will really help us to kind of avoid things that could have been prevented. And that's the first part we want to talk about, things that could be prevented. We want to talk about things that can be prevented, even though, like I said, even though we might be innocent, but there are some things that we can prevent so that way we don't allow ourselves to get into a situation, you know. Also, the other thing is, if you know that there's trouble, if you know that someone is maybe problematic, we need to learn to avoid. Now, this thing, not only in avoiding, but also ask God to help us, because a lot of times we end up, because we have a good heart and all this, so we want to help people, we love helping people and stuff, but we allow ourselves to help the wrong people. So we have to ask God to help us to not be in a situation where if we listen to him and he show us, you don't need to do this. Or this person may say that they need help, but uh, oh, they actually, uh, you, you don't need to involve yourself. And there are times I'll tell you, but what happened? Well, you know, I'm just going to help them this one time. But all of a sudden, what happened? We end up getting ourselves into a situation that we end up regretting. One of the things that I always hear, you know, trouble is easy to get into, but harder to get out. I look at trouble as a roach hotel. You can get in alive, but a lot of times you get out alive. And alive could be financially, not just physically, but financially, emotionally, even spiritually. In other words, it can take the life out of us if we don't listen to sound judgment, if we don't listen to wisdom, if we don't apply wisdom in whatever situation that God is telling us to avoid. So we have to be mindful of that. Also, we talked about the things that could be avoided, but let's look at there may be some things that can be avoided. There may be some things that, you know, you had no control of. There are some things that, you know what, I, I don't know how it happened, or I was born, or this person was born a certain way. You know, it just like, and it hurts my heart when I see little kids that are born with certain situations, if you want to say deficiencies or uh, disabilities or whatever like that. You know, they had no responsibility of that. And sometimes when we look at it, we're like, Man, why? And get this. Sometimes, sometimes we hear we hear ourselves or we hear other people ask God why. Now we've heard now I used to hear growing up, don't question God. Don't question God. Now let me tell you something. God wants you to talk to him. God wants you to ask him. God see, a lot of times people think that God is 
God is someone who you don't tell God or don't ask God anything. You just listen. God wants a dialogue. That's what a relationship, that's what transpires in a relationship, dialogue. So it's okay for us to tell God, God, I don't understand. God, why? God, I'm hurt. God, I'm angry. God, I'm I'm grieving. God wants us to come to him and be real, be transparent. Now, true enough, we reverence God. There's a way that we go to God. There's a way that we can just talk to God. But also, this is the thing. God wants to know how you feel. God wants you to explain. And I know people say, you know, well, God knows my heart. Yeah, but God wants to hear from your mouth. So we can talk to God and let God know, God, I just don't understand. God, why? And one of the things we have to realize, there are things that happen. In our lives, it could be something that the devil did or something just a part of life. Sometimes it's a part of life. And one of the things, you know, I grew up in a big family and everything, and we all grew up in church. But this is the thing that I found out. No one is exempt from life's problems. No one is exempt from death. We all, in some way or another, may not be directly, but even indirectly, someone that you loved, someone that you looked up to, you know, hurt, grief, heartbreak, heartache is a part of life. As as painful as it may be, it's a part of life. And sometimes it surprises you on who leaves. Sometimes it surprises you. Who disappoints you? <clears throat> but even in the midst of that, God want to hear from you. God want to know, you know what? Not only how you feel, but I want you to come to me. I want to listen to you. I want you to tell me that you're hurting. I want you to tell me how you feel. And those are things that are out of our control. And even with those that are out of our control, one of the things we have to realize, God is still God. Even though those times that we don't understand, at those times that we may be going through things, the devil want us to want us to feel like God abandoned us, God left us, God this, God doesn't love you anymore. That's why He made this happen to you. But that's not the case. One of the things we have to believe, Romans 8 and 28, all things together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Some way, somehow, we I don't understand it, but some way, somehow, this is going to turn out for our good. We didn't say that it was it was good at the time, but also on the same token, we thinking about God being the ever present help in a time of sorrow, in a time of hurt, in a time of misunderstanding. But also one of the things we have to realize, and I'm gonna be real with you, even as a minister, I'm gonna tell you. I know sometimes people may preachers know everything or preachers know everything. 
And I'm going to tell you, we don't. There are things that I don't know. There are things that we don't know. God does not disclose everything to people. But that makes us, and we trust his heart. We trust his ability. And I'm going to tell you this. If someone say that they have, they, they know the answer to everything, they're lying. In other words, they're saying that they're equal to God or above God. No, there's only what? There's only one God that knows everything, and we don't. Listen, he made everything, and he just relate. He may relate a message to us. He may relate the message to us. He may not. But even if he does not, he's still God. He's still a sovereign God, a God that is in control of everything. Omnipotent God, holy God, righteous God. <clears throat> so no matter what situation we're we are not going to allow anything to separate us from the love of God, nor our relationship with God. And like I said, there may be things we don't understand. And even if you don't understand, it's okay to tell God you don't understand. But no matter what, it's his responsibility to take a, take care of us, even when we don't understand. It's not our, it's not our responsibility. It's responsibility. If we love God, if we could trust him in the midst of our hurt, in the midst of our misunderstanding, in the midst of the not knowing, trusting God. And to be honest with you, like I said, that doesn't mean that every time everything happens, it's going to feel good. Feel good. <clears throat> but even in the midst of that, we're not going to let that separate us from God. And you know what? Even in the midst of hurt or even in the midst of grief, God has us. God wants us to have that time to grieve, to hurt, to admit that you're hurting. Not be in denial, but to admit that you're hurting. You know, sometimes we deal with situations differently. Sometimes we may grieve different than others. Some people, they go off and they hide. Some people, they stay busy. Some people work out their problems. Some people write out. Some people talk out their problems. We all handle things differently. But the main thing is being able to handle it. And I don't mean cope with it. I mean being able to get it out. Being able to allow yourself time to get it out. Like I said, by vocally, by working, by doing something. In other words, doing something to express yourself. Doing something to get that out. Get yourself out. You have permission. You got permission to release whatever you may be dealing with or may be having on your heart. That's one of the things we have to think about. Because a lot of times we don't allow ourselves permission to, like I said, me personally, I may be a little busy, and then all of a sudden there might be a point where I might write it out or I might speak it out. I handle my things differently. When I went through my disappointments, when I went through my heartbreaks and all that stuff, you know, I had to, I had to talk to God. And my main thing is, like I said, this is just me. I'm not trying to thrust the way I handle my situation, 
anybody and vice versa. But I know my help came when I began to be around people who understood me, my core people, the people that I hold to high regard, the people that know me, they don't. They not only know me when things are going well, but they know me when things are going chaotic. But also they allow me to be me. If I want to just go to their house and just walk around with no shoes on and just talk and express my, they allow me to. They were there to listen. Sometimes they were the ones that navigated, navigated me to my conversations for me to get my stuff out. So we have to be able to allow ourselves to get it out. Because to be honest with you, it's one thing for justice to be served when the guilty party getting prosecuted, with the guilty party getting punished. But man, oh man, when we see the innocent people, sometimes even just in real life, we see innocent people getting charged for a crime they didn't commit. Now, earlier, I mentioned about being guilty by association. Okay, that's that's one aspect. But like I said, the other aspect, you had no control, no influence of any of that you're being accused of. What happened? Especially, a lot of times people say, well, you know, you just got to trust justice because, you know, you got to trust the courts because uh, sooner or later, you know, Justice will be served. Yeah, but there have been many people that's being released from prison 20, 30, and more years over a crime they didn't commit. What happened? What do we do? Let's be real. It's easy for us to tell a person what they need to do when it's other people's lives. But what about if it's your life and deprived? You missed out 20 and 30 years because they mistaken you for someone that you didn't do it. That's something we ought to think about. And so when it comes down to that situation, man, you know, when I my heart goes out when I see people getting released, and I'm like, wow. And there are times where the courts may compensate but then there are other times they don't get compensated. You know, it's almost like playing the game of Monopoly. You get a get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, they tell you to shoot the dice, and then all of a sudden you land in jail, and then all of a sudden you go to your cards and, hey, I got a get-out-of-jail-free card. Now, see, when it comes down to somebody who might have been prosecuted and in a serving time for a crime they didn't commit. Then they find out it wasn't them. Mistaken identity. Then the innocent person get released. What type of compensation other than financially? Some people say, well, shucks. They they ought to be welcome to do whatever crime they want to do, you know. No, but that's not how it goes. So when it boils down to times and the things that we see when innocent people get injustice. That's the time that we need to just look and just pray for them. 
And I don't mean just pray and not do anything. Now, of course, put some legs on our prayers. We pray for them. We acknowledge that, you know what, there are some injustice. And then also, what do we do? Along with, for people who we may see or hear about, and I mean legitimately, what do we do? Let's contribute. Let's do something to help the cause. Because it's one thing a lot of times people say, well, I don't want to get involved. Well, a lot of times people don't want to get involved until it happens to their loved one or until it happens to them. So that's why it's important for us when when we see, when we've gotten wind that there's injustice, then this is the time for us to really band together and help and support. And not just pertaining to a criminal act, but I mentioned earlier, even when we hear a, a baby being born sick or situations like that, what can we do? We may not be able to, if you want to say, get the medicine to cure. We may not be able to make a medicine to cure, or to, but we can do something. We can bring acknowledgement even to that illness. We can see if we can do a fundraiser or something. And, or even with that family, we can get a chance to see if we can do something to help contribute to that family to make that load a little bit easier. This is the time that we can band together to help one another, to be there for one another. We can do that. Right now, I see someone on the line. Before we get ready to wrap the show up, I see someone on the line. I want to give them the opportunity. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're there. Hello there. Okay, we're going to go ahead and... So I hope that this is the opportunity for us to become aware that there are innocent people that are out there. And a lot of times they may not have a voice. They may not even have support. But when we recognize that there are people that may be going through, not only we pray for them, but let's find out what we can do to help them, to help their cause, to help them, you know, to help their life become a little bit easier. I'm not going to say I know how they feel. And nobody can say we know how they feel when we've never been in their shoes. But for those who have been in their shoes, they can tell you support is awesome. Support feels great when you know that there is something that you're being accused of or something that may have just happened. Some You just never know. Like I said, from a criminal act to an illness. Like I said, a lot of times there may be people, and, it, and it, it irritates me when I hear people going through something. It could be financial. It could be health-wise or whatever. And then there are other people say, well, you know what? They're going through. They try to determine why that person is suffering. And I found out not just bad people sometimes suffer, but good people sometimes suffer. Sometimes suffer for no reason. But that's the thing. That's the thing for us to be able to really just talk to God and pray. And like I said, it may not be us going through. But let's pray for those who we know are going through. 
There are people that are suffering, not just in our local communities, but around the world. You know, we used to watch TV growing up, and they used to have commercials. They were showing children and people overseas starving. They're dying. They're actually showing videos of them taking their last meals because there was a famine in the land. But a lot of us, when you look at it, many of us that are listening now, and I know that this goes worldwide, but you think about it. Look at where you're at right now. You may not have ever experienced anything like that. You might be right here. Right now, I'm in the United States of America, Dallas, Texas. We can be able to praise God. We can be able to publicly worship God in an open form. We call it a church, which is a building. But there are other people around the world. They have to hide in caves. They have to hide because they cannot praise and worship God. You think about it. And the funny thing about it, I I was ministering to some people overseas. I used to uh, have... I used to uh, be the one that opened up the prayer. They used to call me, and we used to video chat and, you know, open up the prayer and everything. And when I saw, I would hear about their condition. And when I see the video, look, they be so happy. They're so overjoyed. And it made me think, my goodness, they're hiding, they're singing, they're rejoicing, but then... Look at us. And also get this. They did not have carpet. They did not have fine furniture. Some of them were like sitting in metal chairs. Some of them, matter of fact, those that I saw were actually sitting on the floor. But then look at us in the United States of America. We sitting in fine, cozy, cushioned seats, air-conditioned buildings. And some of We'll be at church and we sitting down like we're watching a movie, being entertained. But you think about those people that are overseas. You think about and they're rejoicing in the condition that they're in. But what if the role reverse? What if they were able to be over here and praise and worship God openly and publicly? Wow, what kind of what kind of praise they would have? And they, they would look at us and ask us, what is our main problem? Because we're sitting down on an awesome God. Like I said, there are people that are over there, overseas. They didn't choose that lifestyle. They didn't choose to live their life in danger. They did not choose that. You can't help who you're born or what family you're born into. You can't help that. That's not your decision. So that's why it's important for us if those who become aware of people who may be in need or may be going through, let's help our brothers and sisters. Are you your brother's keeper? Yes, you are. So I want us to be able to just evaluate when innocent people get punished. That doesn't mean that they did something. That doesn't mean that, well, you know, God is punishing them or they've sinned. No, no, no. Number one, all in the Bible, it proves that myth wrong. But also, this goes to show that you're doing something that you're not supposed to do. You're trying to judge or determine, oh, 
even if you want to say send somebody to hell, uh uh-uh. What you do is, if you see your brother and sister, don't try to figure out what the problem is. Pray for them and ask, how can you help? Because right now, it's them, but tomorrow it may be you. And what if the same people that you refuse to help, what if they may be the one that you face that may end up helping you? So with that being said, we're going to we're going to allow us just to be able to just think about, pray for those who may be going through. You don't know what a person is going through because a lot of times people may be smiling one minute, but they might be silently crying. They may be rejoicing on the outside, but they may be in pain on the inside. Some people I know that they've come to church, they were smiling, they were speaking, but then they end up trying to commit suicide when they get home. You don't know what a person is going through. So that's why it's important for us to pray for one another, but also be sensitive to God's voice. If God is quickening you, if God is revealing somebody's face or image or name in your spirit, there's a reason. And we need to pray for everyone. You know, we don't understand things happen, but no matter what, we're going to trust God anyway. And get this, you may not know the answer on this side. You may know, you may find out the answer on the other side of glory, but also there may be a chance you might not even find out the answer at all, but no matter what, we're going to trust God. We're going to trust God. Like I said, we're going to pray for everybody. Not try to figure out what the problem is or why they're going through. Don't worry about that. You know, we got we got six months to mind our business and another six months to leave other people's business alone. And so in other words, stop trying to fit you just figure out your own life. If we can figure out our own life and pray for everybody else's life, then we'll be all right. So with that being said, just in case those who may have gone through something, you know, it seemed like you're being accused of something. I've been, believe me, if I start on right now, I can tell y'all many stories of my situations in my life. But one of the things I found out, no matter what, no matter what type of false accusations or whatever, and there have been some that have been very hurtful, but no matter what, I had to trust God and I had to give that responsibility to God. But also I had to learn to even forgive. And so even with that, that also made me be very aware. Even my whereabouts, my whereabouts, making sure that from now on, hey, make sure, hey, look, I'm here or I'm there or whatever. Make sure that people can trace your background. People can trace your whereabouts. But with that being said, I thank you all for listening and tuning in. And I hope, pray, just in case you may be listening and you might have been a victim. You might have been a victim where justice was not on your side. You received injustice. I'm praying that God help you and heal you to be able to be defeated by the injustice, but be more than overcomer in spite of the injustice. 
And just in case those who may be listening who ain't saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells you, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior and believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is a time for you to be able to come to God and just talk to him. Accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. And like I said, there may be some things that we just don't understand. And you know what? No matter what, God is still on the throne. It may be hurtful. It may be painful for you to even think about some of the things that may have transpired. But God is still there for us. He promised that he would never leave nor forsake us. He would never abandon us. Even when we experience heartbreak, disappointment, death of a loved one, God is still there. And like I said, God wants us to be real. If we hurt and tell God, God, I'm hurting. God, I don't understand. God, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm crushed. God, I'm depressed. Talk to God. And that's, look, depression is what? A pressing upon your spirit. That's what depression means. And God wants you to be real with him. Talk to him. Let him know how you feel. And knowing that we tell him how we feel, he can do something about it. So no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you have dealt with, we're going to give everything to God and allow God to help us in our time of need, in our time of want. And for this to be an opportunity for God to reveal his character, Reveal himself strong on our behalf and for our behalf. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, bless you all right now, God. You see the needs and concerns of your people right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you meet every need according to your riches and glory. God, we're speaking right now, God. You see that there may be people, God, who might have been hurt, God. Those who may have been grieving, God. Those who... We don't know why things have happened, but, God, we know that you know everything, God. And, God, ultimately, God, because of sin in the world, God, that's the main problem right now, God. But even in the midst of the sin of the world, God, God, we know that one day, God, we'll be able to see you, God, and we'll be absent from the presence of sin right now. God, we ask you all to help us, God, to even with the understanding, God, of seeking you and knowing you even in the midst of our situation, God, in the name of Jesus, even in the midst of our hurt, even in the midst of our grief right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you to help us, God, to not allow this situation to draw us from you, God, but allow it to bring us closer to you like never before, God, to know your character and to learn your character and to see your character displayed in our lives and for our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. Instead of bound everything you stand for, we bound every problem, we bound every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, being a faithful God, being a committable God. God, we even know, God, what the devil meant for evil, God, you would turn it for our good. But God, we thank you, Lord, even in the situation that have transpired, God, even when we've seen little children might have been abused or might have been hurt, even by adults, God. God, we don't understand that, God. But God, we even speak, God, that you help us, God, even to be an advocate, God, to be there for those who may be hurting, God. God, for us to be there, God, to encourage, God, to be some type of help, God. God, we thank you, Lord. We even 
speaking right now, God, those who might have been a victim right now, God, regardless if it's a child abuse, God, or even whatever type of abuse or assault or whatever, God, God, we ask you to help us, God, to be an asset to them, a help to them, a blessing to them, God. Help us, God, not just on what to say, God, but what to do, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to be the representative that you have for us to be right now, God, to advance your kingdom, God, and to reach those, God, who may feel like giving up, God, who may feel like they nobody understands them, nobody loves them, nobody cares for them, God. Even those, God, who may feel like justice has been denied, God. God, some of them may be sitting in jail right now, God. They've been innocent, God. We're not talking about they're not guilty, God. We speak that they've been innocent, God. And those who may have been uh, 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 maybe in the courtroom, God, a bad witness, God, they may have they might have persecuted, God, an innocent person, God. We speak, God, for the innocent person, God. Strengthen them, God. Help them, God, not to give up. God, we don't understand what they're going through, God, but God, we speaking, God, that you comfort them, be with them, God, and help them, God, to live to see justice being served right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for freeing them right now, God. We even speaking, God, and we speaking, God, that you even touch the heart, God, of those who are in the law of God, to help them, God, to do the right thing, God, to look and revisit old cases or cold cases, God, revisit cases, God, and free those, God, who might have been innocent right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And God, we even speaking, God, that you even touch those who may be guilty, but they're uh, free, God. We speaking, God, that you touch their heart, God, to repent, God, and to confess, God, and to turn himself in right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the healing and the deliverance right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who are listening to this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics and or uh, future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook on Brother Prater. You can read my daily devotions or videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. <clears throat> or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store. You can go to my source section on my website <clears throat> where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibility toward their families, their children, or even their children's mother or their spouse, to inform women the needs and responsibilities of men and also to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who's tuning in and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. <laughs>